0: Solora takes a slow, deep breath and lets it out in a rush.
1: You feel it, don't you? It's so still, but there's something behind it, too, like a thunderclap waiting to fall. The great acorn is nearly here. Its servants are poised for impact. We've known this moment would come. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always,
2: Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's good. It's going pretty good. Um, But I mean, how about we address everybody in the room? How's it going tonight, <laughs> Justin? Whoa, I'll give you that one for free. Go. Uh, it's going good. How are you guys doing? I mean, good. Does nobody pay attention? Oh, my God. Yeah. How, how just, are you? Uh, good, trouble Jim? with group dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> How's Jake doing? How about somebody ask Jake? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. So we're all I'm doing just... okay to good to great. <laughs> yeah. Marvelous. Yeah. Party check. Good. Do you want to know why I'm doing good?
1: No, not really.
2: All right. Actually, yeah. Make sure we're being honest, though. We
1: could use the content.
2: <laughs> so I got an email today. I'm going like through some background che- checks for job stuff. One of which was like a child protective services thing. Uh, so now okay. I have a document saying they have nothing on record for me abusing a child or being in a system of people who abuse children. That's pretty good. good. I already knew, but now a, other people know as well You're a good
1: human being. <laughs> Certified. You can put right? that as like your Facebook cover. <laughs> just have it up there.
2: <laughs> I just want to say hashtag BLM, hashtag don't abuse kids, hashtag. <laughs> Look, Shouldn't I'm a normal, have nice, to say this. nice person. Exactly. It yeah. should not need to be stated, but. It, it can't hurt. Although,
1: I will be honest. If someone does state it, it's got like a little bit of. It's the, like, uh, why are
2: you bringing it up type don't thing? Don't
1: protest too much yeah. to it. You're like, no. Hi, I'm never, Dave. Have... I've,
2: I've never abused a kid. You're like, what Sorry, are they? <laughs> like the Wendy's? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That is good, though. I didn't realize they did. Uh, they ran background checks for that. I mean, I, I know there's like the criminal stuff, the drug stuff.
2: Oh yeah, it depends on the. I want to say genre of the company, but I know that's wrong. Industry they're working in. Yeah, the industry, the field. Yeah, certain places might have different restrictions based on who they employ and what right they need to filter on. I have a fun anecdote from
0: working. Um, just this one day, our HR rep decided that she was going to start using the public uh, records system for that and just started looking up random people based on their name and see <laughs> like if they had a background we got a slight background check when we started which is like hey does do you have a record do your family members have records like why are you spending work time doing that, that doesn't what
2: it just, goes on yeah, Facebook small, small businesses
0: just, man,
1: man. <laughs> you just gotta google people Let's, it'll all come out. Um, I don't yeah. know. That's weird, though. Stuff sticks around forever.
2: Yeah. It's always fun to Google yourself and find like some pictures. You're like, oh, I remember. <laughs> Why does Google know that, though?
1: Yeah, right. Back when I, I was in
2: high school, I Googled myself, and I got a computer science
0: teacher uh, at a college. It was <laughs> very foreshadowing, I guess. Well, yeah, not I was, directly, but...
1: I was going to say, it'd be hilarious if it's just like an older looking version of you with like glasses and grayer hair and stuff. You're like, wait. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't think Google's quite there yet, but they're close. They're pretty close.
2: That'd be cool if you could just find your doppelganger. Mm -hmm. And if you found them first, you know. I mean, reverse image search is coming (laughs) a long way.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy what people can look up now. Um, we'll have we'll have to save some of that for the uh, um, identification algorithms episode where we talk about some of the software that's out there that like law enforcement started using and stuff it's crazy stuff you mean Cyberpunk 2077 yeah it's we're not that. there yet hold on <laughs> <laughs> a little ways out but yeah there's some other stuff
2: um,
1: All but right, then sometimes so... games right
2: yeah sometimes games mm-hmm. so this is something that I have been wanting to have an episode on for at least two years games i may have heard it referenced a couple of times in the past oh my god so many yeah. times <laughs> <There's> <laughs> little, nothing literally when we started about. the podcast we're like all right let's have a list of episodes we want to do at some point so jake and i kind of compared our steam libraries i was like what about this one he's like i haven't played him like will you play it and he's like mm-hmm. maybe at some point yeah. But I got him, and I got Justin too. I got you fuckers, and we finally played a full session of Divinity Original Sin 2 over the course of how long? We started in May,
0: yeah, and we finished it two weeks ago from recording time, yeah.
1: which May, is... May 2018.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> we usually play for like a couple hours a week, uh, so it got pretty spaced out. But it is a very lengthy, detailed game. Mm-hmm. It is a RPG, turn-based combat, character yeah. RPG,
1: isometric Baldur's Gate style, Neverwinter Nights. One of them, yeah, but made in the not the future, the present, present past. Honestly, <laughs> also made in the past. There you go. You've that lost sounds all for like rest- the
2: next X Men title. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Days of present.
2: <laughs> today. X-Men today. Yeah. But yeah, I fucking love this game. It has so many cool things in it. Uh, and one of the main reasons I love it is how much detail is put into so many aspects, which we'll probably talk about in more detail. But mm. the amount of dialogue alone you have from seemingly useless NPCs is vast.
1: Mm. It's true. They are useless.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it definitely falls in that category of you get out of it what you put into um, Mm -hmm. because it wants you to
2: experience its world.
1: Right. How how would you say we experienced the world in our playthrough, Justin? (laughs) Uh,
2: Justin was our party leader for this, so we followed mm -hmm. his actions. Um, It was definitely described as murder hobo at least
0: one time. Mm -hmm. Um, There were... My goal playing this because I can get stuck in a save reload loop a lot of times was to try to play through our failures. Unfortunately, that usually meant killing a lot of people.
1: Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of failures. Also, we had like a, uh, as soon as quests were completed, we tended to like wipe out the settlement or whatever. You have, new, of... you
0: have no new dialogue for me? Well, then you don't <laughs> exist anymore.
2: <laughs> it's You're an just... easier way of, like, crossing items off of a list by physically crossing them off of the map. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also got, a, got us a lot of money. Um,
2: but... I think that
0: was mostly your skill choices and trying to funnel them to you.
1: Yeah, I was, I was the purse keeper for most of the game. But
2: Should we explain our roles briefly throughout the session? <laughs> I played support. There you
0: go. I did big damage by using a mod that turned me into animals and just hoping <laughs> that I rolled a bear. A Animorph mod.
2: Yeah, there was some some bullshit there. Justin, like, there was literally shitting out damage. My initial goal was to be damage dealer. A ranger, dex-based. Um, I still got some decent damage, but it really paled in comparison. So I just became another guy on the team (laughs) yeah for a lot of our run
1: i still think your damage is pretty high all the way to the end you were one-shotting people
2: if i had high ground it was much better that extra bit of gravity on the arrow really really does it you could have added like one more point of damage to actually one-shot people some more often oh come on no shut up it happened (laughs) to you too a little bit there are a lot of times in combat where it would be like oh and then have three health left and then we'd always tease the other person and be like you could have put like an extra extra point in just saying yeah <laughs> just use blood arrows just money you down there you go <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so yeah i guess we could talk a little bit about how the system works as far as the skills are because we've gotten a little bit into roles um and i think one of the one of the attractions to divinity is um how open the skills really are there's like Several different like elements and different skills like um uh hunter, like necromancy, arrow uh Perthage. arrow, pyromancy. But then rather than like a lot of games, it's just here's your range skills, here's your melee skills. Uh, Divinity has a whole lot of hybridization. Um You're not locked into any one path for any
0: duration of the game, especially with the uh ability to go back to the ship and respec.
1: Oh, yeah, which is, like, a huge stress relief for me because, like, Justin, you were mentioning that, like, you're uh, saving and quick-loading, you know, undoing mistakes, things like that. That destroys me in RPGs. I'm like, I did something slightly inefficient. I need to to start over, right? Um, Let no one die. Don't do anything exciting or risky
2: (laughs) Did I get the (laughs) optimal reward, stuff like that. Yeah, but it's crazy because... Uh, The way skills work is as you level, you can put points into mastery of a certain tree like necromancy or warfare or pyrokinetic. Mm -hmm. And then you can read skill books, which require a certain level in that mastery to be able to learn. Mm -hmm. So once you've learned it, you can just put it onto your spell bar. Um, Certain things might take more slots, but once you have it, you can just use it. Yeah. And how many spells you know is limited by your memory, which you can also invest points in. Mm-hmm. But you could theoretically have pyromancy, um, hydrosophist, which is more water and healing based. You could have everything. You could dabble. Oh, yeah. But usually, uh, certain abilities will scale off of a damage type, which then comes into your strength, dexterity, and intelligence.
1: Mm-hmm. Or for some of the casting elements, it'll also scale directly off of that element like hydrosophist the heals get better if you have more points in hydrosophist mm-hmm. they, they a lot of times have like low floors to learn the abilities initially so you can get tons of abilities really easily by just putting a couple points into things but they scale much higher if you're investing
0: like 10 percent based per scale point was a mm-hmm. lot of the yeah. things with me um and the stats the damage stats were useful, even cross spec. So like you would even take decks as a caster. If you mix some traits that let you crit more and stuff like that. So there was a lot Mm -hmm. of cross play in there. You could take your options as you wanted.
1: It's, it's incredibly open for builds. Like, um, uh, we've, we've played some other games in the past, like path of exile or, um, grim dawn, um, that have like Diablo 2, Diablo Titan two. Of, well not Titan, <laughs> Titan's Quest yeah to Titanfall <laughs> these are all games that have skills and <laughs> no um but uh yeah Titan Quest Titan's Quest is um Titan Quest is another great example of like a really open system and Divinity is very much in that vein uh, build it out however you want um which is fun for me because like uh, I like doing the supporty thing sometimes, like some dedicated supporty stuff. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna have like haste or totems. I did a whole bunch of transitions through the game. I was like, this is all vanilla. Now I'm using like uh undead necromancy mod stuff. Here's some other buffs.
0: I think the wow. thing that really pushed you towards using more mods was the discovery of the meta magics that were implemented yeah. in the mm-hmm. mod pack.
1: Which are just straight rip from D D, which I love.
0: And The mod we were using was Fenix's core mods plus his polymorph pack, just to Mm -hmm. shout that out, I guess. Um, And over the course of us playing, there were updates to the mods, which I'm sure we'll get into some discussion of issues that caused, Um, (laughs) but also there were balance patches applied to it. So sometimes if we spent three or four weeks not playing, we would come back and some things would be disallowed or different or other things which added some dynamism to it but not necessarily (laughs) in the best
2: way where are my icons for abilities (laughs) yeah we we did lose those at one point um yeah that was an experience for sure the the
1: impressive thing to me was that um this game is not like super recent so definitive edition came out in 2017 and those like mods were being updated as we played. Yeah, uh, which is kind of telling. The
0: so primary fun. reason why we had the mods was for some reason when we went to start playing, I really wanted to play a shape shifting druid, mm-hmm. and there's a polymorph tree, which I just assume would be that. And then I started looking into what like I could build towards, and there was no direct shape shift. There was yeah. like mm-hmm. vanilla has add wings or add spider legs to your character um, or do like ranged attacks with tentacles that spawn, but it was more like uh, being a jester type magic kind of thing with some nature elements to it. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it was the least, the, the out of the vanilla trees, the least fully realized. Yeah. And at least from my conception of what polymorphing would be. Um, yeah. So... I suggested us play with the mod pack, which I enjoyed, but it did also provide some limits that weren't necessarily the best for a full playthrough, especially
2: with co-op. Are you talking Are you... about when the times when the game would break? <laughs> because we tr- fall upon a weird interaction? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: There was there was a couple of those, but to be fair, like the game's not perfect. I want to talk like a little bit more about my gripes. The few gripes I have with the game, I guess, like toward the end.
2: Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, we can blend it in two, because I did want to talk about actual combat. Mm-hmm. So it is turn-based. Whoever has the highest initiative initiative essentially sets turn order for rounds. Um and like anything else, you have a certain number of action points to use for a given character. Um so you can move around and use your abilities depending on how limited you are with your action points. Um every ability has a range. Um, you usually need line of sight. And this is where I was talking about blending in some of the complaints. Mm-hmm. There were times where it seemed like a clear shot from point A to point B, but you might have like something in the way where it's not obvious and the game doesn't really tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were definitely some instances of that that caused some grief. But overall... I think also was- mm-hmm?
0: There were some instances of... What almost seemed like desync for the multiplayer portion, too, where you looked like you clicked something, it was highlighted on your screen, but for whatever reason, it was a ground shot instead.
2: Yeah, that happened a lot, too. Yeah, I shouldn't say a lot. It did happen, though.
0: You yeah. noticed it when it happened, and it seemed fine most of the time, but those definitely stood out.
1: Yeah. It stands out more it says the rest of the game's pretty polished and how combat interacts.
2: Yeah. But I really liked how we were able to work together because usually when you have combat, it's not, oh, we're going to stomp them early game. It's, mm-hmm. hey, we have to synergize. If I focus on this guy, can you handle that guy? And you're trying to limit down their players and actions, the AI. So you want to have like knockdowns so they their stuns. So it takes a turn to get up, et cetera. CCs are very powerful uh, crowd control. Mm hmm. But CC has to go through either physical or magical armor. Mm-hmm. And each ability will say, like, hey, this is resisted by this. But every time i played the game, myself included, they'll always be like, oh, I'm going to steal their source point. Oh, they had full magic armor. That's on me.
1: Yeah, that's 90% of the time I use that ability against a living opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's not a percent chance to succeed, it's just did they have magic armor. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Do you guys like the combat of the game? I think
1: I, I think it's a pretty novel system. The only other system I've seen that uses armor like that was like Dragon Age Inquisition, um, where it would like prevent CC as long as you still had armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely like an interesting balancing aspect because, like Justin was saying, CC is incredibly strong. Like it's the difference between winning a fight and losing it yeah in uh, divinity for sure um because if you get cc'd as i was on the receiving end of plenty of times it's just
2: like oh you just got hit by like three things each round you're not gonna get a turn (laughs) you know um yeah being frozen solid and then letting them shoot you kind of sucks was not Mm -hmm. great which is why it's good to have other people on your team like hey i'm frozen but my turn's coming up could you Unfreeze me, please, please. Yeah. Fireball.
0: <laughs> we had some issues with conveyance on how to solve some of the debuffs. You needed to That's already true. have the thing that solved whatever CC that you were currently experiencing on your bar. The CC itself didn't usually tell you how to clear it. So we, uh, in particular, uh down for some reason, we all thought that bless would let you stand back up when really it's just rested. And I think there was one other mechanic that solved it for you.
1: First aid picked you up. Yeah. Um, Um, no, Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah, a lot of it's like some of those interactions though are are really at play and there's, there's a lot of interactions in the game. So I kind of understand why they can't give you like a, uh, what I kind of wish this is minor improvement i think is like a button some some games do this i think diablo did this where it's like hold a button for detailed information about a skill that would be massive in divinity because sometimes that information is just would be really nice to know and part
0: of it is because we took so long between sessions um we may not remember how we handled a situation before with enough detail um Mm -hmm. So it's not completely on the game, but it's definitely, it'd be nice to have those reminders when we came back to it. Um, yeah. It's the reason why a lot of games recently have started putting the, these buttons do these things in the top hand corner and you can turn that display on
2: and off. Mm-hmm. That seems convenient.
1: They could even like, I think do like a best of both worlds where you don't know that something cleanses until you see the interaction once. And then you like, just, Oh, Ooh.
2: I've now learned this. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool way to do it. But. The point-and-click adventure of RPGs. Yeah. <laughs> Rub cheese on me. See what happens.
1: But um, we talked a little bit about like how the CC could be overwhelming. And I think a big part of that is just because of the, the combo system, the surfaces, the air. It uh, tried to develop
0: an emergent yeah. system out of elements, basically.
1: Yeah. How'd you guys feel about that? Because that's really one of the things that took... Like D and D and other RPGs often have like a huge, wide, really diverse range of spells, and this one doesn't have like quite that much, but a lot of interactions. How'd you guys feel about that? I thought it I made,
0: love it. It made some <laughs> for some fun interactions. Um, I think we made a door bleed at one point because of we put blood on it, so then it could bleed. Um,
2: <laughs> the door was then, not
0: in combat. I want to point out. We just we fuck up doors.
2: Yeah, on principle.
0: <laughs> uh, there was one quest in particular that caused us to kind of stretch what we were understanding from that system. The, uh, yeah. the, yeah. Tr- the trees, the, the seasonal trees in the Druid yeah. area, um, required to, you had to essentially stack different area effects on top of each other to get other area effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just didn't know we had some of those at our disposal at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're very, flaming air is pretty tough to get. Yeah, it's very
2: <laughs> situational because you're not usually in combat thinking, "I need flaming air," mm-hmm. but it is nice as an option. So if you do have, I think it's just water, and if you light it up, you will get smoke. Mm-hmm.
1: I think steam. Um, steam will cause this. Yeah, it was oil, oh, oil and, and fire. fire. Oil yeah. and fire. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: but that would actually obscure vision. Mm-hmm. So, if you did it next to somebody who's ranged, they're like, well, I'm kind of shit out of luck here. Yeah. Which was really amazing to do. Did we ever use it? No. Um, Usually bit you when it happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I'd be like, oh, I can't see through smoke. And everyone else is like, what's that? But it's just really cool the system like that exists in the same way if it's raining or if you move like a water barrel and then you throw ice on it, you can freeze it. And then anybody yep. who walks over ice has a pretty high chance to just slip and fall. Even and if then, they do have armor.
0: And then on top of that system, there's the cursed to blessed scale for all of yeah. the, at least most of the base element types. Um mm-hmm. where if you kill an evil voidling on a surface, it will basically corrupt that surface and make bad things happen more. And if you bless it, or something else caused blessed. sometimes, um, it would make it good and usually heal you. And these also affected the enemies.
1: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's a really intricate system that, I don't know if we ever felt like we had a full grasp on it. I felt Mm. like we probably understood 85% of it. We usually... We could could have abused it a lot more. We usually forgot that we had certain
0: element beneath us because some of the texture overriding kind of got a little hard to read with all the visual clutter that could happen yeah. um, so we would just be like oh yeah I'm gonna walk here and then slip on cursed ice which was 100% yeah, chance to fall um, and while you're out of combat the game was really good about trying to path around that stuff but because of the limited walking in combat it wanted you to path yourself better
1: if you wanted to get
0: to a certain location on that turn you better know that your straight line path is a safe one
2: yeah so like with oil which is probably one of the more common ones if you move through it it'll slow you by 50 percent. so if you're clicking at max range for i want to use all of my action points to move from point a to point b Mm -hmm. but you move through oil it's not going to show you and say hey dumb dumb you're only going to go as this far it's gonna yeah. walk you there and be like, "Well, I'm being slowed," and it's gonna recalculate it, and then and you'll the slow, just be like, "Oh, that was my turn."
1: The slow is a status effect too, so that lasts like a turn or whatever. So if you just tap that oil, it's like, "Oh, well, hope you weren't planning on going anywhere."
2: Yeah. But that's why like relocation skills are really strong. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody jumps on your shit, you can be like, "I want no part of this," and you can kind of teleport away for usually an action point. So, mm-hmm. you can like reposition.
1: It's a uh, there's an uncommon amount of relocation spells in the game. I think Most there's like at least
2: game. one per skill tree. Yeah.
0: And Did with they? the ability to cross spec, it was pretty
2: cheap to get multiple ones um, mm-hmm. when you needed them. Justin was jumping constantly. He didn't really contribute much in fights. He was just like, <laughs> look what I can do. Uh, with really janky uh, wolf flying animations. Oh, the t yeah, just made me smile. <laughs>
1: But that was actually vanilla. We thought it was like a stupid mod thing or it looked dumb at least. And then I was playing my single player and I saw the exact same animation. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I don't think the bear climbing the ladders in T-Pose was vanilla though. <laughs> <laughs> no. it's it just ascends. I love it. It's superiority thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's pretty ridiculous what you can do. And like I said, I don't think we like really abused the elements a ton. But
2: We did abuse some things, though. Yeah. Like Um, thieving.
1: True. Mm -hmm. So normally if
2: if you're talking to an NPC outside of combat, um, essentially only one person is locked into dialogue. Everyone else can do whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, let's say I would talk to an NPC who was a merchant or just an NPC who had a cool item. Jake would use one of the characters to steal and then run off. Then the uh, NPC, after finishing dialogue, would say like, hey, uh, my shit's gone. Do you have it? And I would say, I don't have it. Uh And then he'd go around to the other players asking. But before it got to the actual thief, Jake would send those items to somebody who he had already checked with. Yeah. And that's just an example.
0: Yeah, I think the other big example was if you started a story conversation with somebody that was going to end with causing combat Mm -hmm. you could pre-position the other characters that were not in that conversation and also conversations stopped turn progression even when out of combat which means that your buffs that were applied to the character in conversation were just halted so you can pre-buff wait for combat and then go in strong
2: There'd always be one person saying hey conversation about the end you'd hear like three casts and people go i'm ready as they start to listen to the conversation
1: it's like the hot fuzz scene where they're all like loading their guns repeatedly <laughs> as they're approaching the cocking sounds over and over again. That was basically it. I actually think um, it's probably the most exploitable part of the game is the hard disconnect between characters that are in combat and characters that are out of combat um, and some of the prep you can do there. They solved it in some of the late game
0: stuff when like we were changing zones very rapidly and it was immediately putting everybody into conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But also a lot of it I think comes from us playing multiplayer. Um, I know Jake has a recent experience with playing uh, as a single player uh, Mm -hmm. game. And I don't know if it was as exploitable in that as
1: that. I have a very exploitable example, actually. Um, So like one of the things is high ground increases your range of your abilities dramatically. And there was a counter in like the very last act of the game where I could just get up to like a hill, dump all of my two characters, action points, summoning things, doing damage, everything ridiculous. And then one of them would remain in combat. The other one would uh, uh, do tactical retreat, which is just jump like you're an anime character really far away and they would jump out of combat the remaining one, use all their abilities. Then I'd run the second one back into combat. And the way it works is when you join combat, you're at the end of the turn. And just with these two people, oh, I could no. never let an enemy take a turn.
2: Oh, no. And just
1: <laughs> spam it out. Um, and it was actually Quite hilarious. Hasty. Yeah. So now, it took forever, and I could have just beaten the
2: enemies. But Do you think you like the cheese and jank as an option? Or would you rather have, like, a very rigorous system?
1: I mean, I think they could have just put some limits on it uh, so that you still had a tactical advantage for preparing without, like, having to get out of jail free card, basically. There were some
0: combats that we had to rerun because of a straight party wipe that... Mm-hmm when we knew we were going into that combat and were prepared, it almost became too easy. So mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know what the correct solution was, but it it could very easily jump back and forth from the play spectrum, I yeah. think, in some cases.
1: A lot of it is just, do you enable running away? Um, and if the answer is yes, then some of these are not going to be able to be fixed. <laughs>
2: I guess the other option is like, you can never run away and they chase you until you're dead. <laughs> right. I'm back in town. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm back in my yeah. house. Mom says you can't touch me.
1: <laughs> there was one, uh, modded buff. Uh, I had that, uh, always cleansed itself when combat started. So I could never precast it. Um, and that could be another approach you take. Just be like, Hey, if you start oh, combat, first well, fresh. So yeah. It's going away. Um, If they really wanted to balance it. But for the most part, like running the the kind of like infinite turn exploit thing that I did, it took a while and it wasn't really necessary because you can optimize yourself to be very strong in divinity.
2: Yeah, it is fun to piece that together. Like I didn't really put any points into health. I put everything into how can I get damage on somebody? Mm -hmm. And then I also had a charm statue. Mm hmm infused with a res scroll so that if I died, I would be revived immediately, so I could still be in that combat. Yep. Dave's
0: reaction to getting that item and his reaction at the end of the game to that item <laughs> were stark differences. Um so that res scroll thing comes from a spider bite quest that Dave was very excited for us to experience and determine which option we took. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna do some weird option. He's like why did I get a necklace that reses me? That doesn't seem good at all. And then he realized that he could refeed it with a res scroll for mm-hmm. a single action point in combat. And he's like, yeah. well, I just can't die now.
1: Yeah, It's even better than that in two ways. It's not a necklace, so it doesn't take an equipment slot. You just keep it in your inventory. And anyone could repair the res scroll. Um, maybe not in multiplayer. I think we tested that in multiplayer.
0: You had to pass the item, I think, to be able yeah. to... Mm-hmm
1: in single player anyone in your party can repair anyone's yeah. scroll but yeah.
2: Yeah, well i think no, the initial thought was oh it's a one time use this is your get out of jail free card yeah. if you die you'll come back and he immediately died in the next combat after getting <laughs> it which really salted him yeah
1: i think there there was like a couple forced pvp things is this the one you guys are talking about yeah. that battle arena it, it was a second or battle arena another kind of buggy interaction <laughs> Uh, Dave and Justin were basically dueling here where I was like, I'm not going to fight or whatever. So I'm standing in like the grandstands for this. And for some reason, the game allows me to just continually fire on them without joining <laughs> combat. So Dave and Justin, and this th- it was against us a little bit sometimes too we're stuck in combat, whereas I was just up here spamming spells like killing Dave rapidly. Yeah, you killed me. No, you <laughs> killed Justin. Okay, I killed you Justin. killed
0: me as a bear. I'm chasing him down. I'm like, <laughs> I just need one hit against Dave and I that win. Left. And I think you're, you summoned a pet on me too, and it just sat there whacking me the yeah. entire time or something. I,
1: was
2: I really? laughed because I had bribed Jake weeks ahead of time. <laughs> if it ever comes to it, I need you to be on my side. <laughs> You'll be the sole survivor. Yeah,
1: that was that was probably the most frustrating bug, though, was just uh, things being out of combat versus in combat. Like the time I was standing in front of the fireball trap and it's just like, guys, can you please pass your turns? Because this thing's just going to kill me in five seconds as I continually eat fireballs.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's got a bit of jank, but it still makes up for it in other ways. I mean, I still love the combat overall. Um, how about characters? They're all trash okay i
0: i i liked los i played as uh the character that i picked was one of the story characters so they Mm. had an option to make your own character which was just basically based on your race you got a storyline um or picking one of their predefined characters like one of the box art characters Mm. the one that i picked was the uh the mystic that was had multiple personalities and then the first thing that happens is that all of those per- personalities get silenced by a stronger personality. And over the course of the game, you figure out who this is. Mm-hmm. And up to the very end of the game, you're trying to chase down essentially a Eldrith horror uh, that has been controlling stuff from behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and the emotional payoff at the end especially when i accidentally clicked her loot because as a mystic she was also a music player Mm -hmm. um and she just sat there for like a five minute rendition of her theme song singing with particle effects around was actually pretty cute Mm -hmm. um so i liked my character um i know that the npc that we had tagged along we kind of let her do her (laughs) own thing
2: (laughs) We didn't do <laughs> that everyone's much story quests. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that's probably the big, the big thing too. Like the the story, the party member quests in this. Like, if you played games like um, anything by Bioware, like they have a high uh, a whole lot of companion quests. That's kind of their thing. I think Divinities are like on par or better than like some of the best stuff Bioware's put out in that regard. Um, and just a lot of interconnecting pieces for each of these NPCs. So like, if you're not paying attention you're not actually completing their quests, uh, that can come back to bite you later. There's no like easy makeup for things. Um, but they're, they are really cool. Really interesting. I probably played one of the slightly less interesting NPC and been messed, um, and because it
0: that. wasn't my character, I wasn't necessarily paying atten- as much attention to his in- individual dialogue. Um, yeah, so I know it came off as that to me, but
1: it—I think it's true. I think yeah. it's—I think it's basically true. Like they all have something going on. There is kind of like uh, one downside to multiplayer is um, anybody who's a playable character is more or less silenced from a story perspective in a way. Like you can't interact with them and then have them respond back to you adversarially.
0: We had like some it, dialogue choices where there was voice acting to it, but it, when we had the NPC with us, she always got the final word, which did right.
1: And she'd cut my character off every yeah. time also, which was stupid. <laughs> but yeah, if you're playing as that person, they can't have autonomy as an NPC, obviously, right?
2: Yeah. It is cool though cuz you can kind of draft your party at the beginning of the game. So you obviously have we had our three people and we ended up picking up a fourth and mm-hmm. killing the rest because we wanted to. Yeah. Um sociopaths. Psychopaths. Yeah, both really murder hobo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just fun to see. Like I still haven't seen probably three or four characters quests. Mhm. Um I don't know if i necessarily care to but it really goes throughout the entire game it's not like oh it's act one we gotta put in one thing here for somebody yeah it's like the whole time like each character is fully realized even the fucking animals throughout this game <laughs> yeah if you see a crab on a beach that's not a crab on a beach that's like a fucking sorcerer that's in the form of a crab Hmm. he was the knight of honor and because you killed this one
0: thing at some point he gave you his uh his shell as a legendary shield because (laughs) you completed his goal from his little crab
2: town out in the ocean or whatever yeah it's what (laughs) it's it's all voice
1: too yeah like all of the animals and it's adorable
2: yeah and it's not just like oh this is a squirrel voice i'll be a human Mm-hmm. No, it's in, like, the form of what you imagine a squirrel would be. Mm-hmm. So uh,
0: one of the animals that we talked to... Well, there was multiple skeleton cats. Um, and I was actually really upset with how we handled one situation. The uh, There was a little girl that was being uh, imprisoned in the basement of a void research island. Mm-hmm. And she had her cat the cat ended up dying but because of the strong source in the area which is basically divinity's all-encompassing magic super Um, magic (laughs) yeah uh the cat basically was protecting her and loyal through her death but Mm -hmm. the reason why the girl was imprisoned was that she was possessed by a demon and there's a lot of situations in the game where there's an external demon that is like manipulating internal. So I'm like, is the cat actually the demon? And if we kill the cat, does it free the girl? It didn't. And I'm really sorry for killing the loyal
2: cat. Yeah. Who are you apologizing to? Rachel. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, something that screwed us over a little bit, we talked about like how murder-hobo-y ho- murder we were, if that's a term, um, is the game brings back a lot of NPCs for later acts, later chapters, and they'll have, um, they'll have roles in the developing plot. Um, and this is both a plus and a minus against it. The plus is that's really cool from a world-building perspective. Consequences actually matter. Killing all the shopkeepers in one area might screw you over later the negative was sometimes people just kind of came back anyways, even though we killed them and they should not come back, like, according to the universe's own like own structure and rules. Um, and uh, that never made any sense. So I don't think they really wanted us to go as murder hobo as they did, but for the most part, I think the game did. Yeah.
2: I think it was mainly Alexander who refused to die throughout like three or four combats. Yeah.
0: The, the, it actually made sense in the universe once we th- learned about the source vampirism because the first time we killed him we didn't have source vampirism so he could have been resurrected because of other lore things but then when we killed all of the people and sucked their source and then they came back later we're like that doesn't work based on what you've told us up to this point being sucked of your source is supposed to be Oblivion, like
2: complete yeah. oblivion, soul removed from dead body.
1: Yeah, publish goals for immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it struggled a little bit on that. Most of that, I think, came in in the last chapter, which, like, Justin and I actually had a side conversation about this, <laughs> actually. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I did a little bit of research on this as I was going through my single player, and I was like, some of this stuff seems kind of janky. Um, like the frozen room, which I don't even have to give spoilers for you guys immediately know what I'm talking about and how, like, it can screw you over soft softlock your game. Um, and I found a Reddit thread that was just like, is it just me or is, like, this chapter really janky? And people were like, yeah, this is the worst. This is the worst part of it. Like, they clearly didn't have time to finish a lot of this stuff. But um, when
0: we were going through, like, the first two acts, they were solid, like, oh, yeah. very well done. But they almost felt like... Th- Again, part of it is how much you put in is how much you get out. We were we were trying to hit full map completion. Like we were essentially staying longer than our characters were motivated to stay there, and I think that that hindered my enjoyment somewhat of how long we spent in some of those early acts. It was like, I don't care about this random farm that's being attacked because we're supposed to be villains. Why would we go save these people? But we would still go there and loot harvest everything because it's an RPG. So we were, were we weren't playing our characters. And I think the multiplayer affects that a lot, too, because there was the three of us and what we were all looking for out of the game. Dave was pretty much
2: there as our chaperone, I think. Um I would say more of like a sidekick because I had already played through the entire game with Mike a while back. So I had done my I will follow the main character in their storyline. And so I know remembered a lot of the interactions, forgot a decent amount, but I just wanted to let you guys experience it and I would just be along for the ride. Yeah, I know. I, I'm pretty breathtaking when I have these <laughs> short tries.
1: No, yeah. I mean, that's That's fair. I was also deferring trying to defer to Justin a little bit more, although I I hadn't played through, you know, most of the game.
0: You were actively working on a single player playthrough, whereas I was pretty much leaving myself the virgin for that run.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) I mean I I, when I played through with Mike, we definitely did focus on a lot of the story more and then we'd talk about things as they happened. Be like, oh, what do you think's happening here? And we play maybe a couple of times a week, so it grew, and my investment for it was just through the roof at that point. So mm-hmm. when you got to that late game, everything was impactful.
1: Yeah, that really, that really is it. I think is it's a game that builds on top of itself from a world building and character perspective. Like if they just dropped you into the last act, and they're just like, here you go, here's some some content. It'd get like a 70, I think, on Metacritic. People would be like, there's some cool combat systems here, but a lot of this doesn't make sense. But uh, contextualized with everything else going on, that helps really carry you through the end.
0: And I'm sure the internet can uh, attack me all at once for this, but I don't think there's a lot in the same space. Like A lot of the games that we brought up were stuff like Neverwinter, the olders the old boulders gates, um yep. and stuff like that. So like this genre hasn't seen as many entrants into it. Like there are some long running series that kind of are around this genre, the heroes of might and magic stuff, but that was there was even stuff that was a long time gap between those.
2: What um, about like Pillars of Eternity or Dreadfire? Yeah. I've heard about the Rajushi, I haven't checked them out personally. Pillar Pillars
1: is I didn't beat Pillars. <laughs> I love Obsidian, but sometimes they make kind of glitchy games. They always make kind of glitchy games.
0: And that kind of falls into the same category as this in some of our interactions. That I know that it's a different it's a different level with some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, because at least in this one, it felt like the mod was probably introducing a lot of stuff, which I know wasn't always the case based on your single-player playthrough discussion. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely easy to tell when the mod caused they crash rather than it being a vanilla thing that would have theoretically happened. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think you made it, you made a good point though. Like there's not much else in this space that's still around. And, uh, you know, like I said, didn't finish pillars of eternity. I did try to play this game like three times probably before we got to this, this winning playthrough where it really finally clicked with me um i think part of that's just like these are slow games even when they're Definitely. fast games they're slow games um and uh so staying engaged can sometimes be tough
0: i think you talked about <laughs> it a bit during some of the combat where it almost felt like a dnd session where if you were playing the straight fighter um yeah. it didn't matter what anyone else was doing as long as there was still a target within range you were going to do the same set of actions to kill it basically um, and the only time that so you were essentially checked out during someone else's turn for a lot right.
2: um, mm-hmm. and since you weren't making Turns. the decisions yeah hmm. yeah uh, it's, but, once you find something that works it is hard to break out of that like for my stuff, it was pretty straightforward. A lot of times I would just shoot people from afar. Whereas Justin had summons upon summons. Jake had two turns and for a time, two characters. So there's a lot of times I would just attack something and then just kind of mentally idle off for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Go to second monitor, look up a YouTube. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it comes is... down to the team comp. I wouldn't say that's a, an issue of the game itself but maybe the I, approach.
1: I think it's just a side effect of allowing as much crunch as the game does. Like, you could easily compare this game to, like, Pathfinder or, like, 5th edition. There were edition no turn or timers
0: game. or anything like that, and possibly having that as an option in multiplayer would have been good.
1: Um, oh yeah, I, mean, I think would have disabled it, though, right? Yeah. Like,
2: well, I know you can, like, play with other people online. Like, you can have straight-up lobbies with complete pubs, and I would love okay. for something like that, like, oh, is this Tim AFK? can we speed this shit along even if like you lost the action you could still have that progression throughout combat
0: or if it's just white swing this thing because whatever like it it had some really minor base action you could apply something and we could have built the NPC around that instead of forcing it on one of us to control it it mostly ended up being Jake Um, (laughs) put a lot on Jake Jake carry
1: this Jake carry the game (laughs) Jake, do was, all of our vendor interactions for us. I was fine. I was fine holding the money, the money, but the NPC was probably a little bit too much. You can definitely optimize your characters to have like never-ending turns, not just like the exploit I mentioned earlier, where you literally never <laughs> end your turn, but um, more. Uh, there's just a lot you can do in combat, and just like in D and D, if you haven't thought about what you're going to do in advance, it could take a while. But I don't think there's, I don't think there's really a solution to that. There's not like... I don't think that's a problem, per se. Like, if that is a problem, then you should just be playing a different game. Yeah, I think it comes down
0: to the party you have, really. Talk to each other like you're adults and say, hey, it's your turn. Can you please do this thing? Right, exactly. I wouldn't want to play it with pugs, is basically what I'm saying.
2: Oh, definitely not. I agree. Like I said, I really like the strategy part with you guys. We're like, hey, who should we focus down and what should we do? Oh, this is on cooldown for... Two turn rotations. Do you have an option for knockdown? Um, Could we get something defensive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Can you set me on fire? Well, I can set you on cursed fire. <laughs> Does that melt that's, ice? It only <laughs> melts cursed ice. What the fuck? <laughs> that's that's so definitely scary. true.
1: True though is like um, toward the end of the game, I made a pivot because most of the magic CC has to go through uh, magic armor. But you guys were like exclusively dealing physical. I think Dave literally had like chloroform as an anti-magic armor ability, and that was it. And uh, so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna respec a lot of this stuff. We're gonna get some of these like nature spells on here. And um, the only big magic nuke I still had was like Riptide, which was just literally caused the game to almost crash every time I cast it due to particle effects.
0: But it was great in regards to removing. Buffs and debuffs from things too so like there was Added yeah. benefit besides just it doing Crazy damage
1: Yeah but everything else I went like physical so we could kind of Just put all of our eggs in that basket Um only And only bit us was- sometimes Yeah only only sometimes It's pretty it rare bit
2: us, We did a lot of physical damage to it until it died
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> it's very true
2: I want to um, tangent briefly off For the overall story Not necessarily specific Character defined what did you think of the overarching plot of the game?
1: I think it was, I think it was pretty strong. Um, I think that uh, I would have been a little more satisfied with it if some of the events at the end uh, were portrayed um, a little bit more concisely or uh, in a more satisfying manner that makes any sense without going into exactly into game spoilers. Um, but as far as the actual plot and the development and like the, the sine waves of, you know, highs and rising lows action, is, falling
0: yeah. action, it, it, it hit the, this was a good story. It, like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any problems with it directly. The, it kept asking questions that it did provide answers to. Yeah. Um, Which is both satisfying, but also didn't really... Especially at the ending, I think it mostly comes down to how it left us, is it didn't leave any questions for...
1: um, Part 3?
0: Yeah, Yeah. especially with... it. It kind of did the Mass Effect 3 color choice.
1: A little bit. It did a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like necessarily having like a sweeping decision at the end for which ending do you want um i kind of wish they could make it a culmination of all of your sins maybe Mm -hmm. you did choose a good ending but you were a shit person the entire game everybody raises their hand um maybe that had some effect on it i don't know but i mean this town did fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. well yeah well
1: that's what's funny like i think the mass effect ending thing is a little bit apt And that if you you come to the conclusion of your game and you're like, here's a binary choice about how it's going to end and nothing else you really did up to this point is going to impact that, we'll just, we'll like throw you some like some concept art screens afterwards with like short voiceovers for what you actually did. That's kind of, that's kind of less satisfying, I think.
2: Yeah, kind Um. of chain them together. So it I think that like a, a woven story. It's like, here's a card snippet.
1: Exactly. It's like the Fallout thing. Yeah. It's it's like Fallout, except sometimes sometimes Fallout's pulled that off, I think, a lot better than it was portrayed here. Um,
2: also, for how spaced out our game session was, I didn't remember half of the things we had done <laughs> in the horrors committed along the way. Lots of who deaths. Or we saved. <laughs> anything like that. It yeah. very spaced out. Well, we couldn't kill children. No, no, you'd so attack them, and they would save the children. Sonic run.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were immune to combat, uh combats entrancing effect that usually just freezes everybody till it's their turn. Kids are just like, nope, I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> Fucking pass <it> first. first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you get out of there. <laughs> um, I think that the game was a little bit it fulfills a lot of ambitions but it has ambitions even higher than what it fulfilled and that's that's probably the more disappointing thing at the end like you can accumulate tags for like oh we got a villain tag because we kept eating innocent people <laughs> like doing all this crazy uh psychopath stuff uh but then like uh justin i know your character also got a hero tag <laughs> so you could like I choose be other people better <laughs> <laughs> bad i guess <laughs> Uh but then by the time they got to like the end of the game, um the game's just like, oh, well, you have the hero tag, so we'll have these people like really like it. You had
0: priority over every other tag that you had, yeah. basically.
1: You're like the scourge upon the land, the walking calamity. But we're also like, saving the Earth. Yeah, but you <laughs> saved the guy the one time, yeah. so heroes well, welcome.
0: <laughs> um
1: But I think that was just conflicting stuff. Like they could have had more nuance there if they had time.
0: I liked that the universe existed, but I feel like it thought we cared a lot more about the universe than like, I think its strength was the character stories, at least when we were actively pursuing those character stories, stuff like Milady and the individual character stories that we actually were personally involved in. Um, Yep. and people that were like helping us and they're like you're kind of shitty but i really need you to do this thing so i'll help you
1: um <laughs> you are the protagonist right you're like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like,
0: okay um <laughs> Sells where, potatoes. whereas the universe stuff we didn't uh, because it was a binary choice option of how you solved it at the end basically um it was fine. Like, I, I think it was a good trapping device for getting there. And it wasn't something yeah. I necessarily saw before, um, at least how they expressed it, but mm-hmm. it was still kind of ended up in good versus evil. You decide. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. The ending was not the strongest for that portion, but I did like having the options at least early on in Fort joy of, mm-hmm. let's say, you know, you need to get a quest to get from point A to point B You didn't necessarily have to solve it one specific way, right? Usually, there's like, "Hey, you got to go through the guards. Maybe find a back entrance. Maybe find gloves of teleportation, and you abuse the fuck out of that." Um, Lava for those options is much. Oh my god, lava! Yeah, (laughs) teleporting somebody into lava (laughs) is an instant kill. Doesn't matter who you are.
1: (laughs) Teleportation goes through magic armor for some reason,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but not if you're stone. (laughs) <laughs> that's too yeah. heavy yeah. I don't know I I'm always feel like I'm on the slightly defensive side just because I've played it twice and I've been so enamored with it I will definitely admit it has its faults uh, a lot of like some of the jank interactions that we've talked about um, but like I said I'm just so in love with how detailed the world is because um, even if you're doing like a little dumb side quest it somehow ties back into something yeah. And the mm-hmm. dialogue options you have for like seemingly random NPCs, I really love. Like fucking Sir Laura was in our party mm. since day one. He is a squirrel riding an undead cat yeah. and he speaks like a chivalrous knight throughout. And he speaks down to you. <laughs> and like we, we are his shield. shield. Yeah. And even as like you're playing through the game and you have dialogue options for either main story quest or side options, there's some really Funny options like we'd oh, yeah, just be like watching like Justin talk to somebody like, Oh, that's pretty good, we should pick that one. Yeah, it's just really, really good jobs of uh writing. This narrative. is what the
1: witty sociopath would say, so we should pick that one.
2: Things I wouldn't expect in like a mainstream game for dialogue oh, yeah. options, at
1: least. The writing is uh straight up amazing. Um, I think it surpasses the writing of like any of the top. Uh, studios I'm following right now. The narration uh, is also
0: like the the way that the narrator read a lot of the lines and the voice dialogue was also very good.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think there's only like one point in the game where I had like a moment where someone switched voices like in the middle of their like lines because of a bug. And I think so uh, correct me if I'm wrong Dave, but at one point they went back and they just redid voice lines for like a large portion of the game to improve the quality
2: there was a point after the initial game release where they went back and either redid or added like 100,000 to 150,000 voice lines. Yeah. And it wasn't DLC. They're just like... They're they made go, this about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that gets huge points in my book. Mm-hmm. They've treated it
1: like it's a game as a service and it's like a single to co-op RPG. <laughs> but they've really been putting a lot of effort into it um over the years uh i was i was going to say real quick uh it has a 93 on metacritic so like even though we have this kind of criticism going on here it's because the game was so good that it made the like the lows i think stand well, out yeah, a little yeah. Bit more. yeah yeah i, you know, I think the lows is-
0: part of that is the people who would enjoy the game know they're going to enjoy the game before going in you're not going if you're not somebody who is interested in rpgs like especially stuff like D and stuff like that you pretty yeah. much know you're not going to necessarily care about this it's not going it's i think it's good enough to potentially entice somebody into that space but Someone that just plays video games for sports or FPS is probably mm-hmm. not going to find the enjoyment in this game, and I think they didn't try making it mainst- that that mainstream. Like they still left yeah. the chunkiness in there that brings people that enjoy this
2: space out.
1: Yeah. It is easier to get into than D&D though. <laughs> I, I, I will say that as someone who runs.
2: In that I D&D. played this and I stopped playing d and <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the, the RPG itch. <laughs> it just... I don't know. It For me it's like a nice physical manifestation for an RPG world or something that's D&D-esque without having to sit through and interact with as many other people. I don't know.
1: People are the worst.
2: I'm not as imaginative as I would like to think. I
1: am. <laughs> No, I get that. I mean, sometimes having the game in front of you is all it takes. Um, and it's hard to, like, overstate how important that can be. Um, Divinity has has all of that and more. Uh, so anyways, like, what? Uh, four out of ten? Something like that? What do you guys thinking?
0: I give it a solid...
1: Nice.
2: <laughs> I give it well, a mother's, mother's solid proof. proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Giffy mom's choose Jeff. Um, well, any 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 closing thoughts you guys thinking of for this one?
0: In the same space, uh, the developers from this L- Larian is that ever it? Yep, Larian yeah. Studios. Um, they're close to releasing Baldur's Gate three. It was supposed to out yeah. this month. Did it? Um, I'm terrible at keeping up with any of that stuff in this year. Just buy me time,
2: Jason, look it up. I um, mean, <laughs> I think it is coming out this year. I've seen them do like some brief dev demos uh, with one of the producers. And it looks good. It seems like it's going to fit into this space, but it's not going to be as action pointy. It's going to be more so D&D as far as actions from what I've seen. Yeah.
1: won't use like the action pips where you have between like four and six it'll be the action bonus action stuff so the release date is still slated as august 2020 so ranging between the past to any point within the next week or so when you listen to this
2: big squint on that but i am looking forward to it
1: yeah that's kind of sketch if it hasn't been locked down to a day the month of the announced release yeah. that i don't know what's going on
0: but do you see them continuing the divinity line i guess since they are they're taking over the reins of a pre-established franchise that has been backburnered for quite a while uh do you see them touching their their child basically right I mean, hopefully not <laughs> well in weird ways
1: as much like dave Oh, we we but <laughs> <laughs> this is not likely to happen no i mean i i Hopes that they're not, like, splitting their effort. But it's going to come down, I think, to probably how successful Baldur's yeah. Gate 100% is.
2: agree. If Baldur's Gate 3 kicks ass, Divinity is probably going to take a backseat. Mm-hmm. Or vice versa.
1: It's going to, like... Larian's provided so much inertia to their hype as far as, like, the isometric RPG classic space. Um, that I think Baldur's Gate's going to get a lot of sales as long as, like, the early reviews aren't ripping it apart which would surprise me greatly Um, and Wizards of the Coast has to be happy to have like some good games coming out from their IPs so I don't know I think it's a pretty big opportunity for them makes a lot of sense
2: Jake what about you answer your own question of uh, any closing thoughts on this
1: (laughs) any closing thoughts I'll probably play probably play Baldur's Gate I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the D and D space, as people know.
2: Oh, I meant on divinity. Um, I thought your question was for divinity. <laughs> yeah, i my closing saying, thought
1: for the okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair my enough. closing thought is I'm. Uh, I think it's a superb game, and if, <laughs> I mean, this isn't really the time to play it if you're waiting for Baldur's Gate because you'll get to like the start of the first act it took us like 20
0: it took us like 20 plus hours to get through the first act so yeah yeah it's
1: yeah but i'm i'm hoping that the, some of the improvements i mean like the writing i have full faith is going to carry over um the engine you know already proves it can do everything they need to do uh so as long as like they can convert those core systems into like fifth edition I think uh, I think there's a lot of potential, and this and and actually, to be honest, I feel like the turns could be faster in uh, Baldur's Gate 3 because there's just fewer things you can do every turn um, with an action and a bonus action. So that thing that we spent time harping about, how we're just like, oh, we'll like AFK or do whatever. Solved. They might have fixed it, so we'll see. But um, I'm looking forward to it, Dave. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Do you have any uh, final thoughts for the game of Divinity Two: Original Sin, Definitive
2: Edition? You had you didn't like this game originally, right? I like I said, I've been mentioning it almost. I think it's like once, once or twice a month. It probably comes up in an episode. because yeah. I can always tie it back to like, well, Divinity does a good job of this. I I really love it. I love it a lot. Definitely has some jank issues, um, but it was nice to get drawn into a game. For me, other games that really did that well were when I first played Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite or Deus Ex, Human Revolution. Those for me were like game changers. I'm like, oh, I've never experienced anything this detailed in this space. They did a great job of it. I'm into this world. I care what happens. And then it was fun mechanically. So it makes me want to push through and keep playing it. So if they do more things like that, also hype for Baldur's Gate 3 a lot.
1: Actually, I, I realized that this was the perfect time to stop. But you mentioned something that uh, made me think of something I want to say earlier is like um, for Deus Ex, uh, the choices in an immersive sim that you have, that's one of the biggest things in Divinity. Like that's one of the things that carried, carried me through all this is just like the number of ways you can screw everything up slash fix everything is so much
2: fun. And it's not even just like persuasion checks It's sometimes you can just say something dumb and wrong and they're like I hate you and you're like okay we'll fight (laughs) it's fun I love those
0: dialogues that was was me
2: I was not persuasive (laughs) Justin was persuasive Jake handled the money I was there (laughs) and I identified objects (laughs) oh
1: man well Thank you uh, to everyone listening. Thank you to Justin. Thanks for, for having me. Thank nice you Come back. <laughs> you you poor fool coming back <laughs> and recording an episode with us. Um, as always, uh, people can send in their feedback or thoughts for new episodes uh, to our Gmail at SubstonePodcast at com, Or you could join the discussion on the social media website, Facebook, um, for some reason, at Facebook.com slash Podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one.
2: Have a good night. Have a good one, guys.